Nutmeg Radio. So, Loz, if you were a flavor, what flavor would you describe yourself as today? Um, I think I think I'd be a prickly pear, and I don't even know what a prickly pear is. I've never seen a prickly pear. <laughs> is that even a real thing? Um, but yeah, I just felt like saying I'm a prickly pear. I just feel like I've got like a couple of little sharp sharp things coming off me at the moment but inside I'm like real tasty like juicy and like nourishing but yeah I just feel like there's a little bit like there's a couple of pricks on me at the moment and I don't know where they come from I don't know where they've come from are they mine are they other people's I don't know but yeah I'm a prickly pear right now (laughs) how are you what are you what what flavor are you rocking out there I would say I'm kind of like a soup, like a really big bowl of soup (laughs) and like a vegetable soup, I would say. But you know that kind of feeling that you get when you eat too much soup and you're just kind of like a little bit lethargic and a little bit full and just like, oh, I kind of just want some fucking bread. You know that feeling? (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel. So... You're a soup. I'm a prickly pear. It's, it's kind of not really the best combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking terrible combination. It's a terrible combination. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, to uh, all of you listening, welcome back to another episode of Nutmeg Radio. This is officially the start of season two. Uh, we decided to kind of start to freshen things up and bring a little bit more rawness and realness, I guess, to our conversations. Uh, Usually we kind of have like a little bit of a preamble beforehand and talk about what we're going to get into, but we've decided to kind of bring that online because oftentimes there's a heap of good kush in the preamble. So yeah, welcome to season two. We're really excited. It feels like season one has kind of gone on for quite a long time, but now that it's finished, it feels like Oh my God, that went so fast. Um, So yeah, do you have anything that you want to add to that? No, but I feel like it's definitely been, uh, yeah, no, yes, there is something I'd like to add to that. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's been quite the journey because I have really gone through some serious resistance around showing up and doing these podcasts. And I put that down to my own personal sabotage and all of the things. So I am glad to kind of like wipe the slate clean and come at it from like a newfound love for this beautiful little vessel and frequency that we have putting out here. Because as you and I were saying the other day, it's, this isn't about us, you know, like we have the ability to tap into higher realms of, I don't know, like communication and it's almost like we are the vessels to filtrate that down through our system and then put it out onto the airwaves and create our own frequency in doing so. So, yeah, I think now I'm I'm almost like I've taken my ego out of this. This is not like I don't really give a shit anymore what people think about me. And it's been a real big thing to negate my way through this journey is like the fear of judgment and caring what people think about me or what my kind of images to people and will people want to work with me or will I still keep my friends? Will my family write me off all this shit? I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like after I turned 33 and stepping into my portal of this like magical angel number, I've almost landed in adulthood. And with that comes like a bunch of zero fucks given, excuse my language, but I like it. Um, So, yeah, I feel like I'm excited for this refresh season two, just bringing in like all of the stuff that we channel through in our like weeks leading up to us sitting here with the microphone. So, yeah, I'm really excited and I'm really intrigued to see where where this goes from here on. What about you, Nats? 
Yeah, I agree. It's been um it's been really kind of fun watching you do that whole flick of a it's been quite a flick of a switch for you. It hasn't necessarily been a like slow and steady, you've slowly and steadily, which I think behind the scenes it's been that, but then on the surface it's almost like all of a sudden you were like, I don't fucking care what people think anymore. And I was like, oh, my God, here she is. You arrived. (laughs) Here she is. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that as well, I think. Yeah, it's going to just be bringing some more realness. I think that's what people are – not that we weren't being real beforehand, but I think on reflection it's almost like we kind of would put like a professional hat on to have these conversations in a way. And I think people are craving more like just authentic conversations. So I'm really excited to be able to bring that to the people. And like you say, it's a channel and the stuff that comes through, it's like there's no point of it even coming through if it just sticks with one or two people. Like the whole idea of us having this podcast is so that we can kind of like channel in the information and send it out to the world. So I'm really excited about what this next season is going to bring. But speaking of which, today, I mean, we didn't even really discuss it that much before now, but are we still talking about the dick sand? Oh, is that where we're going? Yeah, cool. Let's go for the dick sand. I was like totally somewhere else, but yep. Where were you? Let's go there. Where were you? I was just... I was more thinking about like, I don't know, my latest ego death situation and arriving in this like space of portals of your birthday. But I think the dick sand, well, now we've said dick sand, people are going to be like, talk about the dick sand. So let's talk about the dick sand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the dick sand is a word that you coined. I had never heard it until I was in it. And you rightly pointed out that I was in it. And I was like, that's literally the best fucking term I've ever heard for this situation. (laughs) And I feel like it's a term that every woman will be able to relate to and probably men to some extent as well. But I feel like this is a a situation that affects women more than it affects men. And, you know, obviously we're kind of using – heterosexual languaging around this as well. So yeah, bear with us. But essentially what it means is when you really like someone, so it generally happens when you are kind of newly dating and you've met somebody you really like, and then they start to go wobbly. Stuff starts to go weird on their side. Things start to fall off the wagon. Red flags start to pop up they kind of disappear and stop being so communicative, whatever it might, you know, like there's a million different things that can happen, but it's when you've, you've caught feelings for a person and then they somehow they start to wobble. Like there's a wobble on their side that doesn't feel like a strong ground there anymore. And what essentially happens is you get sucked into the dick sand and the dick sand is basically feels like you have, lost all ability to be able to like be rational and logical and use like quote-unquote common sense like it's like that part of you is just completely gone and you're just in like a bit of a downward spiral of almost kind of freaking out how would you describe it yeah exactly like that you basically, I don't know. It's a weird one. It's almost like your masculine, your masculine mind tries to come and play and like rationalize and systemize everything. But then your like feminine energy is like, oh my god, like this guy, this this guy, that. And then it's just a complete. It's like a slurry. It's like a complete. It's like a blender of all the things that you. It's like blending soup with a prickly pear. Like it is. Not a good combination, you know. I think, yeah, it's just a complete whitewash of confusion because 
you're trying to you're trying to like rationalize things but then I think your ego comes in and then the red flags start popping up and then you're trying to paint them all green and then yeah it's just it's a nightmare and it's really interesting because I feel like you can feel when it happens like you start to feel like you're falling but it's actually really fascinating watching it happen. Like when this happened for you recently, because usually it's me thick in the dick sand. Like <laughs> I go real quick in there. Like that is like I trip and I fall and I'm straight in that shit. Like I'm working on it. It's just, you know, it's part of my bag of like things I'm working on. But with you, you don't usually like trip and fall and get caught in that blender. But recently I watched you do it and it was so fascinating to me. It was like even your tone of voice changed a little bit. And it was like this kind of inner girl started coming out. And like, it's cute. Like, I like that. There's nothing wrong with getting those like girly butterflies when you're really into someone. But when those red flags start popping up and your bloody ankles start getting sucked deeper and deeper into that little dick sand situation, <laughs> it's it's a wild one. Like I literally have to like be out there. I mean, you were lassoing my, my soul the other week, but at this instance, it was almost like I was like throwing down like a big rope for you to start pulling yourself out of it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what you need is like, oftentimes I find if you are in the Dixam, you need somebody to be able to help you to get out of it. Like you can't, it's really difficult to get out of by yourself because you almost fall like deeper and deeper into it when you're like stuck in your own thoughts. And yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it quite a bit since I ended up there. And one of the things that I noticed is that, you know, I think where it stems from and why it affects women potentially more than men is that we've done episodes and we will do another one. I feel like another masculine feminine episode is coming because both of us kind of have deeper layers of embodiment around that but both of us had like I mean sorry everybody has a masculine and a feminine energy within them like you have both and you need both essentially but if you are a woman who is of feminine nature then you're more likely to have more feminine energy if you're and likely likewise if you're a man who is of masculine nature then you're more likely to have more masculine energy what is really important though and what's been you know, made so clear to me is like, it's even, there's like a lot of um, talk in, in this space around like increasing your feminine, like being in your feminine and all of this stuff, which is amazing if you can get there, when you get there. But what can often happen is like, there is a little bit of a neglect of actually working on your own masculine and something that you said earlier kind of stuck out to me of like you entering into your 33rd portal and almost feeling like you had hit the sense of adulthood. And I would like kind of agree with that. And I think that for me, that has sort of signified the maturation of my masculine energy it's like actually allowing that to be a strong energy and not be kind of completely in my feminine all the time because I found that when you are in your feminine all the time you just there's not a lot that gets done and there isn't a lot of safety there's no boundaries things just kind of float like you do need the masculine especially when you're building a business you know, you need it there. And so what ends up happening is that when you are dating somebody and as a feminine being, if especially if they are quite masculine, if they come in and they're holding that masculine pole for you, it's almost like you surrender your own, your, your, I mean, and that's kind of how relationships work, especially in the polarity world is that, he leads and the feminine like is surrendered and follows essentially. It's kind of like a dominant submissive thing. So subconsciously this is already happening, especially once you start to like someone and if they've already been like leading so far anyway, leading the, you know, the relationship or whatever your situation is. And then once it gets to a point where 
you no longer feel his lead and you no longer feel his masculine presence there and you feel like he's wavering and he doesn't know, you know, he's kind of being like, I don't know what I want anymore. I don't know what direction we're going in. Because you've already to an extent surrendered your own masculine energy to be more in your feminine because essentially you didn't need it because he's holding that for you. What ends up happening is that as soon as that wobble comes into play, because your own masculine is kind of like on a fucking vacation, you just fall into like the swamp of the feminine, which is really hard to get out of if you don't have the direction and the purpose and the discernment of your own masculine coming into play. And like I've used this analogy before, but I think it's a good kind of way to use it again. If you can imagine that there's a river and then the banks of the river of the masculine. So the river bed is the masculine. It it holds the water. It directs the water. It allows the water to to go smoothly in a, in a, a particular direction. And the feminine is the water. So it can be really hectic. It can be like rushing on through it can be super still it can be warm it can be cold so it's like the feminine is like the life force so it can be anything but when you don't have the banks of the river there the water just goes everywhere and becomes a swamp it's sticky and then the dick sand (laughs) hence the dick sand it's sticky it's like murky, it's heavy, it's like there's all of these emotions and it feels like there isn't really a way out of it. So that to me is what kind of uh, how I see people falling into dick sand moments. I love that analogy. That is, I mean, I'm a very visual person so you took me on a real journey there with that. But I think that's just a great way to, visualize how the masculine structure works with the feminine and I actually never really thought of it like that I mean it's so obvious now that you say that but do you reckon that with guys who think that they're ready for like a serious committed relationship like they're not even really aware of it until you show up and you drop that masculine to allow them to be in that place that then they're like, whoa, hold on a minute. This is like a lot of pressure here and they don't, they can't really compute it. So they get a little bit freaked out and then they start to recoil and then they start throwing down those flags. Yeah. I think it's kind of goes off and into like two different directions there, but that absolutely happens. So essentially, um, and again, it's like the immature masculine, I think, globally I think collectively what I've been feeling is this maturing of the masculine happen like that's what feels like is happening it's like we've been in more of an immature masculine where it's like competitive and pushy and quite kind of self-focused has been the current like uh, masculine that people have mostly been embodying moving more into a mature masculine where it can hold it's like it's presence it's the container it wants to provide so I think what to kind of speak to what you're saying is that does happen I think also the the um for like the masculine the thing that they hold dearest essentially or their their purpose is freedom freedom and purpose like that's their primary goal like that's their thing whereas for a woman it's love and connection so automatically like you can see how this sort of work can be really helpful in relationships just by simply recognizing that essentially we want different things at a high level but we can make that work together. But it's like, I think a lot of women go out there expecting men to want the same level of like connection as what we do. And yeah, it just doesn't really work like that. But essentially what can happen is that if a guy, if you're like kind of like 
falling in love with each other or whatever and then you know he can feel that you're you're sinking more into a feminine space that can make him freak out and it can make him be like oh my god I'm losing my freedom here so it's like there is freedom in relationships but it's not necessarily in a way that's been taught to us before it's like you know there's like all of this like subconscious and like societal programming I think in relationships that you know the woman is like the ball and chain and the man loses his freedom when he marries her and all of like all of this kind of like rhetoric right and I think that it's kind of from my perspective like from really like observing different relationships especially relationships that are like more long-term men actually do far better in relationship than what they do outside of relationship it's almost like it gives them a purpose it gives them it gives them that kind of like I have a ship that I'm directing and so there is more of a sense of purpose and there's almost more of a sense of freedom there it's been less freedom than say being able to go out and hook up with whatever whoever but that again comes down to like more of like an immature masculine energy anyway but when you look at men who are in relationship at an older age like they're doing much better than the ones who aren't and again i think that's another reason for that is that the feminine is very nourishing it's very nurturing it cares for and so when as a masculine being if you don't have that in your life then things start to get like tense and start to like stiffen up it's almost like I'm like visualizing it as being like a person who's really fucking thirsty to the point that their like lips are getting all cracked and like their skin's all dry and they're all cranky and like angry and when they're able to just have like a nice tall glass of water like if you can imagine that that water again is the feminine it's like it hydrates them it gives them life it makes them feel so much better and so there's that piece and I also think that what has like been coming through to me recently and sort of kind of sums up the situation that I had where I personally got <laughs> in my own dick sand moment and I've been there before many a times but it's just been a while since I've been there so it felt like a very um, unusual feeling to be experiencing but when a like the full spectrum woman so someone who is actually fully in their feminine I think that one of the um one of the misconceptions here can be that like being feminine means that you're wearing like flowy dresses and you're like dancing around the place and you're cooking and you know like there's kind of like a again a preconceived notion of what we see femininity as being but really it is the full spectrum of everything of every single emotion that you can ever think of there's all of these different feminine archetypes and it's a lot like it's when you think about that like it's a lot to hold for somebody to hold that so if you're bringing that to a situation which I was because I had pretty much completely surrendered my masculine at this point because the person in question was holding a really masculine pole so I was just kind of like, okay, well, here we are. Like, here's the, here's the full spectrum of who I am as a person, which is kind of like wild and there's all these different like elements of it. It's a lot for another person's nervous system to be able to hold. And that can freak them out also because they're like, like it's almost like you come in and <laughs> we were having that conversation about it that day on your deck where you're like, yeah, you basically came in with uh, what? What are those things called? Less so. No, no, no. With that, you like jumpstart a person's heart with. Oh, like an ECG. <laughs> yeah, he's like you're basically he's basically flatlining for the last three years, and you come in and just like boom, 
just completely fry his system with all of this energy at one point. And I think that's right. Like that can happen a lot, especially with if you are running a lot of feminine energy through the system is it's a lot for somebody who doesn't know how to regulate their nervous system to be able to hold. Once they can hold it, it's a different story altogether. Like that's where the magic is. But yeah, there is also that element of can that person actually hold that level of energy? Yeah, it's so fascinating. You know, I mean, there's a couple of things that came up um, when you were saying that one was around witnessing people in relationships where the woman really puts like the shackles on their partner. And I've always found that like, for me, that stands out like instantly, like I'd just be like, whoa, that was real jarring. And like, I don't know, there's, there's a part of me that's like, how are you to tell somebody else what to do? And I've always had that. So I don't know whether that's just my point of view on things, but yeah, I find it very fascinating to see how, there are quite a few relationships out there with, I guess, an immature masculine and an immature feminine, but where people literally like put shackles around their um, boyfriends, partners, like whatever, to the point where they almost become feminine and like quite like submissive. And that really fascinates me, that side of it, because for me, that just feels toxic, unbalanced. And like, is that going to last? And then you'll see these people ending up having kids and like getting married. And you're just like, whoa, that was like really interesting to watch that play out. Um, so that's like one thing that was coming through to me when you were saying that. And then the other thing, which I find really interesting, I don't know if you've seen online at the moment, but there's um, like all of this I don't know. It's like pride movement, which is all good. I'm down for that. I'm I'm here for people to like give zero fucks and live their lives how they want to. But recently there was, I think it was Christina Aguilera and she was doing a concert and she's got like a full strap on cock on her. And she's like got these kids in the audience and she's like singing and parading around with the full scale strap on. And I just think when children look at something like that, especially like young boys or even young girls, like how confusing is that at such a young age where you're so spongy to your surroundings that like, I don't know, I just feel like there's this global fuckery going on where it's almost like the powers that be, whoever they are, the the, ugh, the icky ones, that they're like trying to keep a lid on the masculine so that they don't become a mature masculine and they get confused and it's all good to not be like in your masculine power and yeah, just the kind of the fuckery that's going on on all of these different levels out there to basically not have this happen because I think once the masculine as a collective arrives in that point of like, I don't know, adulthood, then as you said before, it's going to like even everything out. It's like the structure is going to be there to allow the feminine to flow. And yeah, it's really fascinating to me to witness it at like a smaller minute level in people's relationships like around me and then to see like these things happening on like a big global scale where there's yeah people just confusing confusing things have you got any kind of have you seen any of that or like what's your what's your thoughts there I hadn't seen the Christina Aguilera thing um I've obviously been seeing a lot of the pride stuff which I agree I think is amazing and I'm all for like whatever people want to like experiment with sexually and within their own sexualities but I would agree with what you're saying in terms of I feel as though the like there is a bigger agenda at play to demasculize society uh, to take men out of their power because when you do that then you're taking the like you're taking that ability to fight away from society essentially and you I mean you see it more and more it's like you know I think as a whole and just in my own experience with dating it's changed somewhat more recently in the last few months which we can have a chat about but men don't stick a stand in their masculinity so many men are like too scared to like actually step into and claim 
their own masculine energy and be in that like more penetrative, like this is what we're doing. This is what time um, I want you kind of energy. Like there's, there's just way more like softness around men. And it's like m- way more of like this, like equality feeling. And I'm all for like equality people being equal obviously like we should all have the same rights and we should all be equal as human beings because we're human beings but I think when it comes to the feminine and the like males and females specifically in a heteronormative situation then we're kind of destroying the the glue that brings us together and holds us together. We're actually destroying that when we demasculate men. And like, it's, you know, women are doing this as much as like, it's not, I don't necessarily think it's an entirely a um, masculine issue that they're not stepping into this. I think that, you know, we have almost kind of created this as well and we've kind of allowed it because we've, taken that role within relationships and like you say we've become controlling to the point I mean I've never been like that either but you do see it and then they become the man becomes submissive and you can see the female is the one who's quote-unquote wearing the pants and I mean I just kind of look at those situations now and I just think your sex life must be real shit yeah like there must just be like very very little like sexual attraction happening there Mm, it's it's real fascinating though because you know I don't know I feel like it's a generational thing and I think you know when you look at our parents um generation and even before that I mean I don't know if you've watched Mad Men but that's a classic where you know the man is out working and he's like doing all the things and he's like probably having affairs and you know he's making the money and he isn't as masculine he's he's the structure of the situation and the woman is at home like looking after the babies and cooking and cleaning and doing all of that kind of stuff which is like like I feel like this shift has happened rather recently and yeah, it's just, it's fascinating because I feel like men these days, like in our generation, like in their 30s, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know really guys in their 20s, it's not really my bag anymore, but, um, you know, I think it's almost like there's, like who do people really look up to? Like there's no real discussion. I mean, I'd love to know what guys talk about when they're all kind of hanging out with each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely masculine guys out there who are in their energy and like rolling it, rocking it, all of the things. But it's almost like, like where is, like what are people like where are people getting guided by or to? I mean, if you don't have like a meditative practice and you're not aware of these things, it's just, yeah, it's just wild out there really, you know, because I feel like, yeah, it's, there's just, there's just a lot going on right now. And I think it's hard to, hard to get yourself out of the dick sand, even if you're a guy trying to figure out what the fuck is even going on. Like, why is this even happening? You know? Yeah. And I think you're right, you know, to what you were saying about the, you know, the fifties, fuck man, men is probably one of my favorite shows ever. Like such mm. a good show. Uh, oh my God, but, Don. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's just, yeah, he's the vibe. Um, but you kind of see that the chain, the shift happening through, it's like the, as you can see consciousness changing through dif- the different waves of feminine uh, feminism so I think we're on like the fourth wave of feminism so they've each have like a bit of a different um a bit of a different flavor to them but essentially while they have been amazing for women having rights like you know we need to like take a moment to be really thankful for these movements happening because if they didn't then we'd still be like sitting at home having babies uh with no, yeah <laughs> with no right to vote or whatever you know um so like obviously very thankful for that these things happen but it's kind of like the swing back of that is that we've instead of it's almost like we've taken on the narrative that women can be men and we can do everything that a man can do and we can do it better if we want to and I think you know we've done a pretty good job at 
proving that. But ultimately what's happened is that we've realized that it doesn't make us happy ultimately. Like we can do that, but it'll A, ruin our bodies if we try and work at the same level as which a man does because our bodies are like, they're different. (laughs) I mean, like it doesn't take a fucking genius to work out that a female body is very different to a masculine male body that like our hormones are completely different. The way in which we're like wired is different. The way in which our minds think is so different. So for us to go out there and essentially pretend that we're men and try and do things in a very masculine way, like that's, I think, what has really created a sense of like nobody knows who's holding the masculine pole anymore because there's so many women that are just naturally doing that day in and day out. So I think that 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 really plays into it. And you kind of, you're right, like you can see it shifting over the decades. It's kind of like Mad Men was filmed in what, the 50s? Yeah, I think so. 50s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see it shifting and like the di- the dynamics shifting a lot as we move into like the 60s and 70s. And then you start to see like divorce and that sort of thing becoming a lot more common. Uh, and then you start to see people in the more recent years creating these kind of, I've read a um, David Dieter book recently and I really enjoyed his um depiction of the 50 50 relationship so it's like both people come to the relationship with equal um equal rights and you you both like pay half for everything and you both do exactly half of like the the housework and looking after the kids and essentially when you're in that as well so people have kind of been in that I'd say for maybe the last like couple of decades that's been the norm when you're in that, you're as well killing the polarity because you're like creating all of these like rules as to like everything must be fair and everything must be split. And that's not necessarily how polarity works. And so now what you're seeing is like now that women are in the more kind of new age, now that women are empowered and we like can do whatever we want and we have a say over our own bodies and all of that sort of stuff. To and a certain degree. To a certain degree. Um, we are now in a position of, well, I don't want that though. Like we've tried that. Like we've all been in that position and you're like, it just lacks something. I don't, and you, like if you don't know about this stuff, you don't know what this, what it is, but it's like, it just lacks something. They don't have that thing that makes me be like, oh my God, that person. And that's where this, where you start to work with polarity comes in really super fucking handy is because you can actually create that in any situation if you know how to for you you know like one person to be play the masculine and the other to play the 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 feminine it's like and in doing that you're immediately it's like two magnets they're both the opposite ends of the pole and they attract each other and that's what you're creating there mm. Yeah, that's so on point. And I I think that's why when there is a man that shows up and is in that masculine, it's like a fucking slurry because you're like, whoa, I've been looking for someone like you. Where have you been? You know, because it's not like a common thing at at this point in time, which is really quite sad. So I'm looking forward to the balance coming back because I think it is actually happening. Like I can feel it. And it's almost like a reason why I've taken a real solid hiatus out of the dating pool recently, just because I feel like my own, my personal inner masculine and my feminine has done a lot of growth recently. And I had a real gnarly ego death right before I hit 33 that, yeah, I'm just in a place now where I feel like my kind of my thought processes like are becoming more well-rounded and, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see when I put myself back out there, the kind of guy that I attract in, because I think there's something quite fascinating when you're a single woman in your 30s to actually use the dating scene as a reflection of your own personal growth. And 
ho- I'm really hoping <laughs> next time I'm out there, that whole dick sand scenario does not come and suck me in because <laughs> it's quite a whirlwind. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that because there ideally will be more men out there who have also, you know, grown within their own personal selves, that the balance will be there from the get go. One hopes. Well, I mean, that's when, you know, I think that you've like found someone that you actually want to be with because they turn up and they offer you that structure to be that watery, flowy state. Yeah. And I would say that from my own experience and what I see for other people as well is that the more embodied you are in the full spectrum of your feminine essence, that naturally attracts a more of a masculine presence into your life so So if someone's listening to this and they're like like how do you do that like what what exactly are you what do you mean Nadia how does how do I do that what would you say to them oh it's a process it's not something that can be done overnight and like this is something that I personally have been working at for I would say a good part of two, like maybe over two years now at doing different things of like healing. You know, I I personally had a lot of shame around my femininity, so it was very much shut down, um, especially certain aspects of it. So really doing what I needed to heal that element um, and then, yeah, working at different levels of embodiment and I mean, I think a really good way of looking at it is that the masculine is the mind and it's consciousness and the feminine is the body. So the feminine mm. can't be, it's not something like I could sit here and be like, these are feminine qualities. And you could conceptualize it till the cows come home, but until you've actually felt it within your own being, you don't actually have any idea. You're not in your feminine until you actually feel it and you'll have a moment of being like, "Ah, okay, I get it now. So as a short answer to that, there's no quick fix. Like there's no like one thing that you can do. It's something that I think... And we all are all going to have like a totally different journey with it. You know, like your journey with it has been different to mine and it continues and like mine will continue to kind of grow and get deeper as like things progress and as I progress and, you know, learn more and embody more. But essentially it's, you're really embracing all of your emotions the ugly ones, the sticky ones, the good ones. It's being able to actually fully be in your pleasure as well, whatever that is. It might be, it might be come down to like sex or it could be eating or it could just be like sitting on the couch. Like are you in your mind or are you in your body? And so that's like a really good place to start, I would say, in determining whether you're like more in your feminine or whether you're more in your masculine. And the idea is that you can, you're kind of like bringing it back to that place of being in the body time and time again. But that's of quite a baseline level and like a basic level of, and it's the first step, I would say. I think that like embodiment and being in your body and experiencing yourself as a body is the really the first step of being able to embody more of like the feminine. And from there, it's like you start to creep out like I kind of see it as like you're in this little sphere and you think that you've got it all down packed but you know that there's something else out there and so you start to kind of like creep outside of the realms of what of your conditioning in a way and explore the different feminine archetypes and for me this kind of really hit home and when it was a few months ago now and Uh, at the beginning of the year, I noticed that I had been attracting men who were masculine in terms of they were like, you know, planning the dates. They'd be like, okay, I'm going to pick you up at this time. This is what we're going to do. So like on paper, they were it. On paper, they were kind of what I was looking for. They were really embodying, seemingly embodying that masculine energy of taking the lead. 
But then when I would meet them, they had this softness about them. It's like their energy, I couldn't work it out at the time. I didn't know what was going on. I remember talking to you about it. I remember saying, look, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I'm going on these amazing dates. These guys are great. They're really nice, but they just, there feels like a softness there. And I just like, I'm not attracted to that. It's like, it's just not me. And it wasn't until I kind of started to really reflect on like, you know, where is that? Like, how is that? kind of reflecting back to me and so looked at kind of my own softness and I think partly it was like further developing my own masculine but also going into the slightly more crunchy aspects of the feminine which aren't pretty like they're kind of ugly like stereotypically you would look at it and be like well that's pretty messy and that's pretty wild um, that's not something that I'd want to be doing in public, but once you think like what, like what, I mean, I can't even really explain it. I literally just kind of went there one day when I was in an embodiment practice and I was felt myself going into like this really like intense place. And I just fully let myself go there. And it was like wild. Like I had snot coming out my nose and I was crying. And I <laughs> then I started like screaming and I was like scratching at my body. Like it was intense. And then afterwards I was like, holy fuck, that felt amazing. Like I feel incredible now. And so I started to like play with it, even in like my self-pleasure practice, really going into this like, other like animalistic kind of side of myself that very primal I would say and after that I noticed every time that I would do one of these (laughs) practices I've noticed just guys popping up guys from the past and I was like oh I'm not going to go there because we've already been there but this is kind of interesting and so when I put myself back out there in terms of dating again what I've really noticed is that the men that are coming in now, like not only do they kind of have that like masculine, like, oh, I'm planning everything out. Like this is what's happening. But they're also bringing this penetrative energy that I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is, <laughs> this is the, the little missing piece. And so I think that they're out there coming back to what you were saying, like they're out there, but you're attracting the level at which you're at. Mm. So for me, once I started to like flex more into new realms of the feminine that I hadn't explored a lot before, or I kind of thought that I had, but just at like a half-assed level. But once I fully started to embody that, bring it into my body and let it express through me, it brought me into a whole new level of my own femininity, which to me, I am am seeing being reflected as attracting much more masculine men. Yeah, it is really fascinating watching the journey of the guys that you've dated in the last year, like definitely. Um, (laughs) It's been a journey. It's been a real journey and you've had quite like the rainbow of guys kind of show up. And then it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, you're getting close, like being that watery thing, but then there's that that bank that keeps falling away because that guy's just not quite strong enough yet. So the dick sand comes and sucks you back in. <laughs> but what I <laughs> what I um kind of had come through before when you were talking about that, which I find quite fascinating, it's like, you know. Someone said to me the other day, they were like, do you think you, when you're at the moment of like conception before the X and the Y chromosomes split and do their little dance in there, that you, you're, you, it's like your choice. Like you choose whether you're going to be like a guy or a girl. And then it's your journey to almost come back to that like polarity balance of having the two work inside you as its own being. And it's, taking it's, it's like stripping back your ego self where where you're like and I mean this is how I was conditioned to grow up you know it was like you know it's very science-based like this is black and white like you live your life you go to work you pay your taxes then you die that's it and 
it's kind of fascinating as I've like grown into my own self and been on this journey because it's almost like stripping that like completely out and being like, okay, I'm like here housed in a feminine body and I am like a woman, but that's not to say that there is no masculine part that's inside me that also needs the nourishment and the health. And I think like once you, once you can, I mean, cause I remember it's been like a two year journey for me as well to step into the space of like masculine and feminine. And I think once you start to like split yourself out of like your body and the structure, I was like, oh, I'm a girl, I've got breasts and a vagina and that's it. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. That's the physical, but like the internal, there is so much going on. I mean, like we've got an entire ecosystem happening inside our body. Like we feed that shit with the food we eat, you know? So for, for it to be so pragmatic and so structured in like a, like a black or white way, I think is it's almost like the unhinging of like people in, in society to actually realize there's a whole fucking rainbow going on in there. And I mean, you can even look at that in the chakras, like it's the thing. So yeah, I find it a very fascinating kind of way to look at the journey of it. And it's becoming aware of the fact that, yes, you are on this planet as a female or a male, whatever, but there is a part of you that there is actually both of you inside there and you need to nourish the both parts of it. Because as you say, it's like what, what, what's going on inside is what's going to show up outside. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting when we're when we do an episode and we're like oh my god we've like got our guys now and here are the things that like he showed up and these are all the reasons as to why this guy is the guy you know I'm it's so intriguing to be on this journey and like have people sit here and listen to us on this yeah for sure I think that that's exactly it that's where people get, like I was saying before, get thrown out of balance because they focus way too much on like trying to embody this feminine energy without actually like nourishing their masculine as well. And without like bringing the two, what I see often, something that I do with my clients is actually like establishing the relationship between the two. That's where the inner harmony comes from is when for me, and it's a really good way to kind of look at it is when you, your masculine and your feminine are in a harmonic relationship where they're working together and there's love and there's compassion there and they're not working at odds with each other. Like what I often see is that if we're kind of being, yeah, like if things are really out of balance, essentially you can look at it like there's a really toxic relationship going on within you. And so for me, it's really about bringing that back into balance and bringing that back into harmony. Like you can't get rid of that. Like that relationship can't break up. It just can't. Like there's no divorce there. So you've got to do the work to bring the two together in a way that is, like you say, in balance and harmonious. And that's where you start to see those exact, I literally just did a post about this, that's when you start to see those things being reflected outside of yourself as well. It's all like the inner game first and then you see it outside yourself. And I feel like this is just such a beautiful way to be able to help people to understand it. It's why I'm like bringing it really heavily into Nourish because I think it's super important. Even when it comes to the way in which we feed ourselves, you need both. The feminine is the pleasure and wants the creativity and to feel full, like to fill yourself up with all of that. But you kind of need your masculine to come into play and have discernment because if your feminine was running the ship all the time, then you'd probably just spend your day lolling around on the floor eating dark chocolate, you know? <laughs> And peanut butter. Sounds like a good time. Sounds yeah. like a good time. Exactly. But not forever. But not, not forever. forever. So yeah, not it's that. yeah, important to have have both of them, like you say, and bring them back into balance. Mm. But delicious. Something, what sorry? I just said delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Circling back to the dicks and something that I haven't yet quite figured out 
And this is, I mean, this has been true for me and that's true for you because I know that you've said it before and a, a few different people that I've asked have kind of confirmed this as well in terms of being a woman. But the dick sand isn't as bad once you've slept with the person. Agree or disagree? I definitely agree with that, yeah. And this is what I can't really make sense of because – as a woman, when we have sex with someone, it like releases oxytocin, which is like the love hormone. And there's all these connections that happen, right? Even energetically, like when you have sex with someone, you can feel that you become like energetically attached to that person. And it's actually quite hard to be able to sever that. So it really doesn't make sense that it kind of allows more of a steady dick sand situation. But that's been my experience of it, and it seems to be other people's as well. I wonder if, though, that's because it's like your masculine, rational mind plays out these, like, movies. If you haven't slept with them yet, you're like, oh, my God. Like, you just, in the back of your mind, you're like, fuck, I just want to fuck that guy or, like, whatever. Um so you're kind of in this like weird vortex of like the the spin out, whereas like once you've actually slept with the person, you have surrendered your feminine self and your femininity to this person. You've had that penetration, as, as you were saying before, and then it's like the kind of the movie's over and you know what you're working with. And I don't know, it's just, I think the mind plays games and you can like romanticize and fantasize. And I mean, God, like I've been, this has literally been such a fucking situation in my life, but it's like, I think once you cross that line, it's no longer a fantasy and it's a reality. And it's kind of like, maybe it's not even as good as what you thought. And once you've had a taste of it, you're like, "Mm, I don't really think that that was a vibe or maybe it was a real vibe, but then it just kind of fizzles out because then, then there's the other shit that comes rolling in. So I, I kind of feel like after we've had that discussion, I think there's something around that where it's, again, you're actually coming back into your body and your process It's like you're processing your language and your exchange through like taste and touch and smell and like pleasure. And then once you've like worked through it, through the body and you've released it, hopefully through an orgasm, you're kind of like, "Mm, mm, okay, all good. Dick sand isn't so slippery anymore. You know, that's kind of what was coming through to me. I think there's something in that it's like you're completing the cycle of like you know what it's gonna you've had like a taste of what it's gonna be like to go all the way with a person and so in in your body somehow can like register whether this person is for you or not and it helps you to kind of navigate out but Again, it's one of those things that I still haven't really like. There's not like a firm, oh, that's it for me. So if you're listening to this and you are subject to the odd or a frequent dick sand occasion, then do reach out and let us know your specific thoughts on this and what your experiences have been as to whether having sex with someone makes it worse or it makes it better. Cause we had that conversation with uh, a, a friend of ours who is a guy to have the guy male perspective. We won't give any names, but he had heard of the term dick sand before and he had apparently guys use it and they use it for women who are essentially like he put it as being like obsessed with their dick. So they are obsessed with the sex and I kind of it was kind of amusing for me to look at it from that perspective because I really don't see it as being like that but it's amusing for me that that he see like they see it from that perspective Um, so obviously like they see it as a thing too but that even kind of perplexed me even more because I was like well in my experience and in most of the people that I've spoken to it's actually not as bad once you've slept with a person yeah I mean it depends though I've definitely been that version of in the dick sand before where I've been like so thirsty for it that I'm literally like turn into a little bit of a nympho for a couple of weeks and I'm like okay you ready again <laughs> it was like what the f- 
fuck? Like, calm the hell down, Cheryl. <laughs> you know? So I've definitely been like in that position too. So I can empathize with that situation. I mean, yeah, there's 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 a lot. It, it's it's such a journey being a single female in this um sort of dictation situation out here. It is a real journey, one that I continue to actually really thoroughly enjoy and I yeah. look forward to uncovering more aspects of it as time goes totally. on. Right. Is there anything else that you want to add? Really? I mean, the one thing that I just thought about just then was a thing around like maturity, just quickly to round it out. You know, I think had I hooked up with a guy in my early 20s and I would have been caught in that dick sand as we've been talking about it for quite a while because the movies keep playing out and the red flags are still green. Whereas I think now being a mature woman, you you just don't really get that caught into it, you know? So I think there's a bit of that that comes to play as well, depending on how you navigate the dick sand situation. So yeah, that was all I had to say about that. I also kind of think it depends on your uh your attachment style as well because Mm. I'm almost someone like what I noticed myself more recently like what I noticed happening was I was painting flags they didn't necessarily have a color at that point in time but I was painting them red I was going straight in for the worst case scenario and almost trying to distance myself push this person away slightly so I could feel my like avoidant attachment style coming into play slightly whereas I think for you, when I've seen you in it, you're more of your tendency would be more to paint the flags green. Mm, yeah, interesting, interesting little dynamic that we both have going on out here, which I think allows us to have quite a well rounded perspective on these situations. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say so myself, <laughs> it does, it does, it does. Love that. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in and yeah, let us know how your own dicks and moments are going. (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks. Bye.